good afternoon, good evening. We are in a post-holiday week. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 232. And for those who are following along at home, that's the country code for Sierra Leone. Hey, that rhymed. But before we get into uh, some tidbits and factoids about Sierra Leone, I am Florence Ion, one of your hosts, and I am here joined by Andy Anatko. Hello, Andy. Hello, Flo. Have you have have you dealt with all the? Uh, did you get to take home any turkey leftovers? Like, did you get leftovers to deal with for the weekend? Or we hosted, so oh, we bought so. everything from Whole Foods. <laughs> Thanks, Bezos. Because <laughs> we literally were saying it's a terrible, it's terrible, and you you all know I'm saying this somewhat ironically. Because <laughs> my husband and I making fun of ourselves, and you know, anyway. We kept saying that all day on Thanksgiving was thanks to our Lord and Savior, Bezos, <laughs> for this smoked turkey meal. <laughs> uh, anyway, now you all know the jokes that we perpetuate at home, but it was delicious. <laughs> and we ended up having turkey tetrazzini the day after, which is a uh, annual tradition here in the home where my husband makes turkey tetrazzini. And then we just kind of gorge ourselves on that and leftover pie until it's all gone. And that's exactly what I did for about four days. And I also played a lot of Pokemon. I woke up every morning and the first thing I did was sit in front of the living room TV and just go ham on a couple of hours of Pokemon. I said I really needed this. This is how I'm going to recuperate after the really busy month that it's been with moving and deadlines and all that. Yep. It was really great, Andy, which is why I maybe it seemed like I have more energy today than I have for the last couple of weeks. How was your holiday? Uh, it was good. I did one of my occasional like third Thanksgivings alone, which is like really if I really recommend uh, like everybody who usually goes elsewhere, like whether you're married or not, or if every two or three years you do mm-hmm. just Thanksgiving like as your central nucleus unit whether it's you yep. alone or you and your partner or you and your partner and your kid and you have to you have to have the, be able to play the sort of card with the family it's going to be hard for some people if they have if their parents are still around because there has to be a really good reason why and you have to explain no 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 it's not it's that it's like I'd sometimes see. It's the first time I did Thanksgiving alone. I I realized that how wonderful it is to I can cook the turkey the way I want it. Exactly. <laughs> so so I do it sous vide, and it's it's like I'm seasoned and brined for a couple of days beforehand, and it is the. I will say without reservation, it is the tastiest turkey that I. Wait, do you have like a giant tub that you sous vide? Uh, the no, well, in be- if, it, if, if it's just me, I'm not going to do like a 20 pound turkey, but okay. instead I'll instead I'll get like just a fresh, like- a, a fresh uh, uh, turkey breast, like a six, five. No, pound, absolutely. Six pound. I'm yep. just I was imagining you just having this like giant turkey and like a giant because I know my husband uses the tub for the sous vide when yeah. he sous feeds meat. And I'm just imagining this giant tub on your kitchen counter, which is like this full turkey just being having the water although stir I've, although <laughs> I've, i have been tempted now the the only the the so had a, had a really great the other i mean the other nicest things that's is that great to hear you can have you can have as much turkey as you want you don't have to like do that little math of how much is left there on the platter how many people are seated it's like here. taking seven pills of melatonin bless yeah. you yeah. Um. <laughs> and and if, and if there's a side dish that you don't care for you don't have to have that side dish mm-hmm. on the table uh, and if you 
have the if you have this plan that I, I think I'm going to eat at around one, but then it's like noon and you're just taking it slow. And you said, you know what? Maybe it's I'll just delay it an hour and a half, two hours, and nothing nothing explodes. It's a very low key thing. The only I, I only screwed it, so it, it was really really quite nice. The only area in which I screwed up is that uh, this year I bought a sensible uh, amount of turkey. Like normally I will get, I will get like the big, like, like fresh, never frozen, just like farm. And it's like, like uh, six pounds of Turkey, which will last me, which will give me that wonderful problem of, well, gosh, after, after I've had as much as I want, plus the sandwich either late, late that night or for breakfast the next morning, it's like, wow, I got, now I've got still got like three or four pounds of Turkey. Unfortunately, I bought like a, uh, 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 a, fr- uh, uh, a fresh uh, not, not my usual source but a breast that was again ample for however much i wanted on thanksgiving day and for one sandwich the next day mm. and i have to realize that thanksgiving is not meant for sensible amounts of anything absolutely want, not if, if, <laughs> if it's not like sunday night or monday and i'm reduced not reduced to like cutting up whatever's left over and putting on the top of a pizza then I have sorely wasted my opportunity. <laughs> In our house, it's just toss an egg on it and it's breakfast. <laughs> um, that, you know, I'm glad that we both had, you know, good Thanksgivings because I feel like that's going to contribute to uh, a well-paced, energetic show today. Uh, before we get into it, because Andy, I do want to talk to you a bit about some of your holiday and by holiday I mean I bought some stuff for myself because it was super on sale. I promised that I would read a couple facts about Sierra Leone. So Sierra Leone is officially the Republic of Sierra Leone, informally Salone, which sounds awesome. It's a country on the southwest coast of West Africa. Uh it borders Liberia to the southeast and Guinea to the northeast. It was a British crown colony from 1808 to 1961. So only recently, really, in modern history, uh, did it see itself uh, free from the clutches of the monarch's monarchy's grass. You can say Western imperialists. Yes. <laughs> you said it. Um, and thank you for thank you for saying that. Um, Sierra Leone is very well known for its mining, especially of diamonds. Uh, and perhaps I'm not wrong if I say that's where the term blood diamonds comes from. Anything. Well, it's a safe guess. I think anything that is regarding the, the diamond industry. Uh, so I think that Leonardo DiCaprio movie blood diamond was about Sierra Leone, if I recall correctly. Uh, but that's, you know what? Sierra Leone is got, it's, it's got a lot. Just check out the Wikipedia page because that's where I'm getting all of this. <laughs> and I and I started to scroll through to try and look for something really quickly. And then I realized um, we could spend a long time doing a third grade country report, which we're not going to. Also, and- <laughs> it's a it's a it's a nation rich with resources and history that cannot mm-hmm. be summarized adequately in Perfect. a one and a half minute, two minute sound blurb at the start. This is of why Andy Google and I podcast. work well. Yes. This is this is why because we got each other's back exactly <laughs> precisely. So I wouldn't. I saw you. I think you tweeted about this about the second Google Home Max, and we did talk about it. You have been telling us your plans, so I want to hear what has life, what has life been like with that extra base. It's been quite awesome, and if you haven't, it's the two hundred dollars for the Google Home Max, which you'll recall 
first went on sale for like what was it $399 when it was introduced that's probably what I paid for it uh, because I got one shortly after it was first released been really really hope, really really happy with it it's been like my bedroom speaker and like like I said last week I've been looking for for the past year or two or whatever I've decided that I'm definitely going to I definitely want to buy a second one and use it and set it up as a stereo pair uh, in the bedroom but I don't want to spend 3 I don't want to spend another $400 and then no I don't want to spend another $350 and right. then even when it was like on sale for 250 this year I had the magical number that oh Black Friday's coming up and I'm sure that this is going to be a I was good say, because then it's a $600 like effectively a 6 7 800 stereo system like Which, when you think about it, yeah, and I try not to think about it because right, it's a, because it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's yeah. okay if I've spread out the payments over what three years now, so it doesn't doesn't sound quite so bad. Um, but so I s- set it up, Fair, yeah. and oh boy, does it deliver! It's I don't know why having these set up as a stereo pair. I'm I'm hearing details in my music that I hadn't heard before, at least out of at least in the bedroom. Um, I have a, I have a nice, somewhat nicer stereo in the living room, which is like the home theater sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, okay. but this is where like, it's also, it's also like adjacent to my office. So that's kind of like the office system, but it's also the, I don't, <laughs> I'm a grown up and I'm self-employed, which means that the fact that I woke up at six 30 in the morning doesn't mean that I have to get out of bed before 10, but I will still start working at seven 30. But anyway, it's yeah it's really really sounds amazing and the the, the fact that you have these that this they're the size of shoe boxes means that you can get those yeah. big drivers and that really big impressive uh noise really easy to set them up as a stereo pair uh they look nice you may double <laughs> i double checked and triple checked to make sure now you remember that the first one you own is that charcoal gray you're certain that it's not white because if you order the charcoal gray and your first one was white that's not good. It's not going to affect the sound. Wait, but... there were two colors. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did I? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Now, hold on. Now I'm going to go. I think there was a black one too. Am I? I don't, just I don't know. Maybe if, I don't think it was that? black, but it's, it's yeah. Char- no, there, I think was there was a black two. one. I really? just saw. I just saw a uh, stock photo of a black one. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's the charcoal gray that I'm thinking of. I thought I thought it was only available in two tones, but I could be like. Maybe there was a black that they got. I'm rid sorry, of. you're correct. Charcoal yes. is the dark one that looks black, and chalk is the light gray, whitish one. Yes. Wow. Okay. All this time, I. <laughs> wow. Well, so anyway, so I'm gonna, sorry. Okay. So anyway, so I'm gonna I'm uh, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say. Yes. With, wow. I'm really really happy that I got this. This is wonderful. One of the best purchases that I've made for the office. Great, 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 which I'm going to make sure I underscore that because now it's time for me to complain about how uh, how Chromecast works. Oh, yeah. Or basically how it doesn't work. I'm just annoyed as hell. It works. It works. okay. if you're using Google Play, if you're using Spotify, Mm -hmm. Spotify, something that it was uh, that uh, Chromecast was built to stream from. Mm-hmm. But I was I've always been disappointed that Chromecast doesn't work as easily and reliably as AirPlay does on iOS and, and Mac OS, where mm-hmm. no matter what it is, if you see the AirPlay icon, you push the button. And if you as long as you can see the thing to connect to, you connect to it and boom, it just simply works and you stop worrying about it. Exactly. But see, I've got the 
all of my music is in uh, is on Plex. It's on a Plex server. So I'm listening to music through either my web browser uh, or uh, or my phone. And that that server has like uh, now hundreds and hundreds of CDs that I've ripped into uh, lossless format. So usually AIFF. And and those pl- so I'm usually playing either through Plex or through uh, the Rocket Player app on my phone, and neither of them were able to. Uh, I have for 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 eons, neither of them were able to play stuff from these libraries. Even if I copy the 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 AIFF files directly onto the phone, try to play it from the phone, just wouldn't. It would connect. But it wouldn't. But nothing would happen, or would think that it's doing something, but I'm yeah. not getting any sound. And so it took me a while to figure out that <laughs> what the part of the problem was that it it uh, that Chromecast will work with uh, uh, with uh, doesn't work with Apple's lossless standard, but it will work with like the lossless standard, the standard lossless standard that Apple saw befit not to actually support. And as soon as I found that out, after lots and lots of digging and looking and pointedly not getting any error notices from any of these apps saying, oh, it appears that you're trying to play an AIFF file. Chromecast does not work with AIFF. We thought we tell you that rather than you spending months and months and months wondering why this isn't working. Uh, so, OK, so great. So I can so I convert. <laughs> So I so I converted to like the Sanders standard uh, lossless lossless mm-hmm. format, and now it's almost worse than not working because whether it's Rocket Player or whether it's uh, or whether it's Plex, it will play for about twelve seconds, eighteen seconds, and then just stop. And then give me, say, oh, we'd like to continue. Play that is the- super frustrating. How are you supposed to get into the groove when that is happening? Well, I, I'm I, I am I am uh, never groove adjacent to begin with, so I'm at I'm at a slight. But also, see, it's super annoying when you have something that you I I listen to music to relax and unwind, mm-hmm. and it's you're doing absolutely the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. If the first thing I do, oh great, so I get to listen to this album. I'm just going to listen to this album, just sort of relax. And well, why did it stop? Okay, so now I have to go into troubleshooting and fixing something mode. And by the time I'm done, even if I'm successful, which I am not in this case, I am not pacified and I'm not tranquil and meditative. I'm really stressed out and upset and angry. And so, and I don't, and I just don't know why these things don't work. This isn't a brand new thing that was just released uh, like a a month ago. It's been three years. Um, and well, that, it's been longer for Chromecast. Right, right. But but now but now now we get to the other thing that is less frustrating because this is simple bureaucracy, mm-hmm. okay? And large companies are not supposed to work at all, really. So we're lucky that we get it. We're lucky that when we buy something like a Google Home Max, we don't get a power cord that has like the the socket end on both ends. We're lucky we get the the. And the plugs into the device, the end of the plugs into right. the wall. Okay, so it's a hard job. I'm going to get, I'm, but my bedroom like major uh, player device is uh, is an Android TV box, right? Which is not manufactured by Google, but it's running a Google operating system. You know, it's the Google, <laughs> it's, it's 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 the it's the Android TV, all written by Google. Yeah, and, and then you. And then you have oh, – I'm sorry. 
got I've got Okay, I was one, I I heard it. Yes, sorry about that. <laughs> I heard okay. it get activated. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe that's cueing me to stop ranting and get to the get to the point. So I, so I'm thinking that well, and you have this Chromecast thing that was also made by the aforementioned company and I have these speakers that were also made by that same company. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why there isn't just simply simple uh, a simple like setting on the Android TV box that says Oh, by the way, here's a list of all Chromecast audio devices that I can see on the network. Would you like to choose one of these as the default audio out on everything that this Android TV box ever streams? And I said, yes, absolutely, because I don't know. You don't have a camera, uh, Mr. Mr. Streaming Box, but uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, gender you. Your unnamed, uh, unnamed, uh, unnamed Android box. I've got two beautiful Mac speakers right next on one side of the TV and the other side of the TV. Please do every time, whether you're playing YouTube or Hulu or Netflix or Plex or anything, please don't use the teeny little speaker built into the TV. Use those wonderful speakers that I know you will have no problem streaming to because you are all made by the same company. And as far as I can tell, the only way I can make that happen is if I have it treat those speakers as a Bluetooth speaker. I just, I'm, I'm, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm a humble person on so many things. It's like, I will say, wow, it's not possible that this is not a feature of Android TV. I'm just stupid and I missed the announcement or I don't know how to set it up or I don't know you need to have an update to make sure. And so I will search using the aforementioned name search engine on every single, and, but it turns out that no, no, it doesn't do that it won't just simply say hey would you like to chrome use as the default audio this chromecast thing that you've spent a lot of money on it bums me out it really does it's a testament to how un or rather this stuff is user-friendly it's user-friendly to kind of to send over music audio whatever video to another device but when you try and I want to say game the system. Maybe that's not the right phrase to use. But when you try and like maybe take it a step above, maybe you want to try and play around with it a little bit to make it um, a little. I mean, this is an easier way. This would be an easier way for people to create their own stereo networks in the home versus like wiring things, you know, because wiring things is so it requires requires a physical physicality to it that is kind of hard for some people to do. It just shows how frustrating this stuff still is to use when you try and kind of take it like beyond the level of beginner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like just, it just it just seems like something that it should obviously be able to do. It's like it's like if the it, Lego company yeah. decided to make a kind of Lego brick that doesn't fit with any other sort of Lego get Lego brick, and this Lego brick costs like nine hundred dollars, and say. Oh, yeah. you you thought that you could just put this like flashing headlights LED uh, Wi-Fi controllable brick into this little Lego car that you made. No, 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 no. You need to actually it doesn't work at all. You're just, just <laughs> I will say the, the only way yeah. I got things to work is if I go, <laughs> if I go into just like the pull down settings for the phone itself and say, please Chromecast every please cast everything happening on this phone to this particular speaker. Then I can play Plex. Then I can play uh, rocket player. But once again, this seems like it's not the 
it seems as though I should be able to press the button that's inside these apps that's especially marked for Chromecasting, and that should actually Chromecast thing. I don't think this is too much to ask for. So just to kind of slight segue away, but also still very much related, um, I got in a Lenovo, a seven-inch Lenovo smart display for review-ish, you know, just to to kind of familiarize myself with. And I've been using it to watch 90210. Hey. Surprise, surprise. I've been using it to watch TV, like, because in the morning I catch up on my garbage television from the night before, like, when I'm doing, you know, that's my morning routine instead of commuting, which I would very much say is one of the perks of working for yourself. Um, So I created this little home group in my office between the smart display and the second gen Nest Mini. And it sounds great when I play music on it. It's got the, you know, it's got a nice, I'm really happy that it works, but I'm talking about using it with apps like Digitally Imported and Spotify, which are both audio only apps and are kind of like, they have, you know, I will say digitally imported breaks sometimes, which is very frustrating. Uh, Pretty much it seems the apps that break when it comes to casting are not like AAA kind of names. And that's not to say that Plex isn't a AAA name, but it's not like Plex. You and I know Plex. The people who listen to this podcast know Plex. You know what I mean? If I mentioned Plex to my other, you know, some of my other pals who like have never set up a media, you know, server before. They're like, what are you talking about? Because I'll tell them like, this is where I have all of my nine or two and no episodes, right? This is where I like keep all of my nineties television. I keep it on like this home media server. But I find that when I plex to the smart display, it just constantly breaks. It's Mm. like, you can, you can cast YouTube TV, no problem. And it'll break, but you can always fix it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because sometimes this happens in my house, Wi-Fi, whatever, bandwidth, things like that. When Plex, when you set something up with Plex and it breaks, it's like the most frustrating thing. And so I end up going, so then I end up watching 90210 instead of the full like non-commercial episodes, I end up going to YouTube TV where I've DVR'd them off Pop TV. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have multiple copies. And and I agree, I I agree, Andy. I think um, for as... Much of a godsend that casting is, it is still very finicky when it comes to kind of trying to take it beyond, you know, the logos that are emblazoned on the box. That's kind of how I. Yeah, I, I, I love Plex. I, I'm again, I, I have a love four times love one time, not even hate, but whatever is adjacent to love, but not love. No relationship is 100 percent. Exactly. Okay? true. It's, it's a working thing. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, you're exactly right. It's a partnership, right. Andy, between There's, Plex and us. It's yes. our, there are partners in media. And I give and I give and I <laughs> give, but what do I get? But yeah, it was, the, it was exactly that sort of thing where I had my server like turned off uh, while I was doing electrical work uh, for like a week, right? And then right. turn it back on, and now it says, "Oh, well, I can't." Like, you're, you're, I'm, I, and I'm just one of those things where I'm just speaking to the computer because it'll help me to vocalize yep, yep. what I'm thinking. That you're telling me that you Plex, I'm seeing the Plex interface. I'm running Plex on the Plex app on my NAS server, uh, and you're telling me that you can't find the Plex library that is 
one other directory on the same hard drive that you're sitting on, Plex app, as though it's on a network a million miles away. Is this what you want me to think? Do you, is this how it ends where I just scold and berate you and tell you how disappointed I am? This is what you I say, is this how it ends? Come on, yeah. Andy, you can't say that in a relationship unless like, that's Andy. Uh, I'm shaking my head at Andy right now. Yeah. In know. that, like, imagine if Andy and I were sitting at a, at a coffee table right now, like sharing coffee and I would just be at the other end, like Andy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you get, I told you I'm in a silly mood today. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that I, I have a my, the contract that I make with the that I want to make with all of my hardware and stuff is that if I left you in a state in which this app or this piece of hardware was operational, if yes. I come back tomorrow, I expect you to be in that same state. I don't expect you to suddenly act as though there is nothing on this hard drive whatsoever and I've never actually had this 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 audio and video library on it and I don't and eh, see I'm just I just get upset by this. This is That's it's fine. That's what the first part this is, of this podcast see, this is, is for. This is this is one of the this is one of the reasons why I have Rocket Player like on my phone because I just at some point I just want to get back to the simplicity of did I copy <laughs> did I copy music files in a directory and a storage device that has a music player on it, yes. I just simply push the music player and it will play this music. It doesn't have to negotiate. It doesn't. I don't have to sign in to anything. It doesn't have to open up a port to a network port to anything else. It just simply says it's like double clicking on the file. It opens and plays. I'm serious. I'm seriously <sighs> thinking about getting one of these nice like. I think they cost about. The, the 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 cheapest good ones cost 150 dollars. Where it was really like the modern version mm-hmm. of an iPod, where all it is is a music player, but it's set up to to play lossless, and it will use uh, micro SD cards. So you can have like your entire collection on it, and it doesn't even necessarily run Android or any operating mm-hmm. system. Just the idea of at some, I, I want to have it like in a glass container with a little hammer on it, so that under no <laughs> circumstances will I ever be. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I know it'd be even simpler if I just simply had actual CDs and like a disc man somewhere, but I, I can't go that far backward. No. Um, we are going to go very quickly back though before we head into our first ad with a quick gimpy gimpy bush update. Andy, would you like to carry us into that, please? Uh, I know there's still people out there wondering about it. No, but again, I don't care. I, I We're interested in this. And so yeah. uh, last week, we were the number two, the number three, and the number five uh, result uh, on the Google podcast mm-hmm. search for a podcast about the Gimby Gimby Bush. Uh, this week, we are number two and number four. So... I don't see. I don't see that as a demotion. I think that we're still. We've been solidly in the multiple buttons in the top five for weeks now. So, uh, listen. If we're still doing this six months from now, I'm officially going to change our titles to co-host material and Gippy Gippy Bush co-experts <laughs> or something <laughs> like related to that because because I feel like we're we're really earning it by the fact that we're just showing up and. Search terms. Exactly. No, this was not a passing fancy. And if you've, and if dear listeners, if you think that we, we are unable to commit to things, I'm, we're committing to this bit. Yes, because we're also testing an algorithm. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And that's also another great way to segue into our first ad, because afterwards we're going to talk about 
the leaders of those algorithms. <laughs> this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. It's 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 like I, I, I've done hosting by, by myself. I've done web devel development on myself. I've done templates and CSS by myself. I have also, like, cooked huge meals for people by myself, there's something to be said for ordering in a pizza. And Squarespace is like ordering a pizza for a really, really, really great website. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, Use the offer code MATERIAL to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for MATERIAL. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash MATERIAL and the code MATERIAL to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So this was a piece of news that hit late yesterday. Well, I guess middle of the day for us West Coast would be, folks. Would, would we say that that the founders of Google, like reducing their role, happened right as you were supposed to be recording all about Android, or just it after, happened or? while I was driving to Petaluma? Ah, so that's why I didn't. Um, and then when I got to Petaluma, I checked my phone, and there are all these you know emails from the thread that we have going for production <laughs> of the episode, and it was like breaking news: this happened, and I'm like, well. <laughs> uh, so what happened yesterday, yesterday being Tuesday, today is Wednesday, we're recording this. You're hopefully listening to this on a Thursday was Google posted a official blog post at its, uh, at it's what I call its official blog spot. Um, RIP. And it's basically a letter from Larry and Sergey. And we're, of course, referring to Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the co-founders, founders of Google, uh, the two faces and names that have typically been associated with the name Google, the way Bill Gates is with Microsoft, you know, that sort of thing. So they kind of start off with their very first founder's letter, which was back in 2004. They quote, Today, in 2019, if the company was a person, which it's not, it would be a young adult of 21 and it would be time to leave the roost. Okay. While it has been a tremendous privilege to be deeply involved in the day-to-day -day management of the company for so long, we believe it's time to assume the role of proud parents, offering advice and love, but not daily nagging. So like no parent that any of us with parents would be familiar with. <sighs> <laughs> uh, 
It continues, Alphabet and Google no longer need two CEOs and a president. Going forward, Sundar will be the CEO of both Google and Alphabet. We're, of course, referring to Sundar Pichai. He will be the executive responsible and accountable for leading Google and managing Alphabet's investment in our portfolio of capitalized other bets. We are deeply committed to Google and Alphabet for the long term and will remain actively involved as board members, shareholders, and co-founders. In addition, we plan to continue talking with Sundar regularly, especially on topics we're passionate about, um, which could be anything because as I was reading, I think Sergey Brin has been doing like flying lessons or something like that. Like he's doing stuff in the air. So whatever... <laughs> Whatever alphabet stuff is in the air. Uh, Larry Page, I read this. The way sometimes the way that uh, journalists refer to like tech founders, it it is akin to reading the characterization of a celebrity in a gossip rag. Uh, because Larry Page, I believe it was the Washington Post, just like referred to the fact that he did not decorate his house for Halloween this year and that he didn't hand out full-size candy bars. So like, you know, Paige is probably just like not in the same spirit he used to, which is, you know, like, leave, I don't know, leave him alone. He's yeah, it's, it's trying to rest. He's worked for like over 20 years. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not like, it's not like he was voted out on uh, in episode four of season 11 of Survivor. We don't mm-hmm. have a right to know everything about their lives. Oh, yeah. I just found that to be like in terms, you know, in journalism, we learn like you have to you let people what let the reader know what they're supposed to know, what they need to know. I don't know that that was necessarily a need to know basis, but. Yeah, especially because as- now I'm thinking about what is going on with like Paige. Are you OK? Like you didn't do. You know, because if somebody usually does a haunted house for Halloween, then and they don't. You're wondering, is everything OK? Yeah. I mean, it's, especially given that he's had some mm-hmm. uh, uh, a few years ago, he announced, I think, on Google Plus that mm-hmm. uh, one of his vocal cords was paralyzed uh, after he yep. contracted a cold uh, and his left cord had been paralyzed in 1999. Um, I just looked it up and Business Insider in 2013 reported that. According to Wikipedia, Vage's paralyzed vocal cords are caused by an autoimmune disease called mm-hmm. Hashimoto's thyroiditis, thyroiditis uh, and prevented him from undertaking Google quarterly earnings conference calls for an indefinite period. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's again, full-size bars. I'm not going to, you know, it's uh, – I don't care. <laughs> they're yeah. not they're not so, – they're – it's – I'm, I'm more interested in talking about how – Billionaires are conducting themselves as people who have huge influence upon daily lives in both in how they conduct their business and how they choose to disperse their money or Mm -hmm. not disperse their money. Even that is sort of like it's up to them to do what they want to do. I'm very, very tired of of people who want to feel as though they need to know that – we got to get someone out in the bay to see if he's still windsurfing. We it was heard just, it was just he's... a little, you know, it was a little tabloidy. I'm just that's my opinion on that matter. That yeah. is my unprofessional opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sundar Puchai, of course, responded to this blog post and added, you know, his bit at the end because eventually, essentially, they are 
giving him the keys to both companies now. So not just the keys to the Maserati, but also the keys to the Ferrari. I don't know. I just threw some (laughs) words out there. So here's the email that he sent. Uh, I first met Larry and Sergey back in 2004 and have been benefiting from their guidance and insights ever since. The good news is I'll continue to work with them, although in different roles for them and me. They'll still be around to advise us, board members, and co-founders. I want to be clear that this transition won't affect the alphabet structure or the work we do day to day. I will continue to be very focused on Google and the deep work we're doing to push the boundaries of computing and build a more helpful Google for everyone. At the same time, I'm excited about Alphabet and its long-term focus on tackling big challenges through technology. And of course, when we talk about Alphabet, we're talking about Waymo, which is self-driving cars, um, robot dogs, Boston Dynamics. That's that's think, part of. No, I think they didn't they sell Boston Dynamics. At oh, <sighs> but yeah, this is, this is the, the, the famous other bets. You're, you're. I don't think. Uh, I think that was a good analogy about being <laughs> handed, the, being handed the keys to the Ferrari. Because uh, one way of looking at the division of labor between the founders and and Sundar is that they they handed him the keys to like the tractor. <laughs> they said that you know all the hard work that in the, about uh, all of the of all of the Google products that. And alphabet products that actually are making money that the company actually depends on, like search and YouTube and stuff like and and uh, and uh, and cloud and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's stuff we would like you to take care of. We would like to drive the Ferrari around and the Lamborghini and the Bugatti Veyron on these other bets sort of things. We want to play with with Wi-Fi balloons. Where there's not there there we don't even know if the if they're if it's possible for these things to work so they're very very low stakes and very low expectations we're not going to be able we're not going to have the responsibility of 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 torpedoing the entire company because our our uh, idea of a triangular sandwich standard uh, didn't actually pan out into a commercial product we want again so we want you to be in the fields. We want you to make sure that the the crops get watered, that they get harvested, that they get packaged, mm. that they get sold. We'll be zipping around in our little in our Bugattis, and that's be great because that's uh, Kara Swisher uh, mm-hmm. wrote a piece in the New York Times that was larger uh, on larger things, but she really just put it all in like one tweet. Yeah. Um, quoting her here says, actually not as big a deal as it seems. One, Sundar Pichai has had purview over the big dogs of the company, Google and YouTube, for a while. And number two, Larry and Sergey have been AWOL for a while. And number three, probably most importantly, the pair still control it all via a dual class stock. So same, same, though, congrats to Sundar. Yeah, that was my thoughts exactly when I... When I saw when the news hit, you know, when I got to it after I got to uh, the Twitter. What will become of Google? Like, what not really anything. Like, will oh, <laughs> okay. So it's just uh, you know, it's just obviously in print now. Sundar Pichai has been the. I mean, let's think about all the stories that we've talked about here on Material about like what's going on internally at Google, and so what has been going on internally and externally. Mr. Pachai has been uh, the one to communicate it. He's there on the investor calls, uh, the earnings calls every year. He's at Google I.O. telling us about like what the theme is for the year. He is the one who is showing up to um, employees that are, you know, gathering and uh, getting together. He's the one that's kind of saying like, hey, guys, here's what's going on. We're not doing these, you know, Friday meetings anymore kind of thing. 
And I would say he's, since we're, we're talking about this in a business perspective, and as a person who's worked in places with structures, he definitely has earned this role. Yeah. He's been, we've seen that he is able to handle the pressure. At least to our face he is. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he's sweating bullets and having like late night talks with his partner. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here kind of thing. But at least to us, I see that he he, say, he knows how to say the right thing that kind of like will get published in the press kind of thing. He knows how to, um, he knows how to give a good keynote. I mean, he's, yeah. he's great at, he's really honed his skill. He's never, he's never bothered me the way Mark Zuckerberg guy. <laughs> it's a, I've never, I, I agree with you. I revere at, him versus, at no, you know. At no point have I ever thought that this is a robot that is dog fooding its own software on what it imagines a human being would say yeah, and do under certain circumstances. It was pretty, it's pretty authentic. Uh, I see, I say this, I say this just organically. Like it's to me, I see uh, Sundar Pichai as a very authentic keynote speaker. And that's why I enjoy watching him at Google IO. Um, I just think he's good for that. And I think that that translates into his, uh, executive ship, like into his leadership. So, you know, of course, not everybody thinks that this is like the best news in the world. Um, or rather, not everybody thinks that, you know, this is the job that Sundar wants. Well, it's, so. yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, he feels kind of sorry. You feel kind of sorry for Sundar Pichai because now he officially has all these responsibilities, plus all the responsibilities of Alphabet and, yeah, I that I uh, Steve Kovach running uh, was writing uh, for CNBC. Put it all in the head the the headline that seems to sum it up, saying, "Quote: Sundar Pichai just got the worst job in Silicon Valley uh, because he very efficiently lays out all the problems that Google, excuse me, Google and Alphabet are facing right now." including that Google is still a digital ad business. The other bets are nice. The self-driving mm-hmm, cars mm-hmm. are adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> again, the the Wi-Fi magic balloons, again, really cool technology. But in terms of actually making money that the mm-hmm. company needs to water its plants with, as well as pay its employees, it's still really, they haven't found a way to augment the ad business and Speaking of paying its employees, they have they're in the midst of a long, long period of reckoning of uh, bad relationships with its employees. That doesn't seem to be any end to the tunnel uh, at any place close, ranging from uh, documented uh, evidence of what a hostile work environment they've created for. Uh, many different yeah. class, uh, many different categories of people who work for Google, all the way to labor issues. And if are they doing okay? If they're doing right by by uh, employees who simply want to speak out and talk about issues as they have been encouraged to do uh, by part of Google culture, uh, antitrust investigators want to investigate and punish them for their past behavior and maybe break up the company. Uh, regulators want to control its future behavior uh, with new limits to what they can do with advertising. Once again, their one source of income. YouTube, which is 
very, very successful and very, very wonderful, but is a common target for as, as a leading distributor of hateful speech. And once again, with some sort of policies that YouTube has in place for dealing with it that don't seem to make much sense to people outside of YouTube. Um, and yeah, and then when you get out from under that, you you get to back to that issue that uh, uh, Kara Swisher made mm-hmm. about uh, dual class stock, where mm-hmm. uh, Larry and Sergey they still control the company by mm-hmm. having a uh, perpetual dual class stock, uh, which is not only do they have a great deal of stock in these companies, but also. It's it's super stock. It's like they 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 punch the box and grab the flashing red star, and now they grow to two times their size. It can also run twice as fast as other shareholders. What I'm getting at is that they have special powers that other shareholders do not have. And so, if uh, if if Sundar were want were, were want to cancel a whole bunch of like Alphabet other bet projects that either one of these people decide. No, we're, we're, you're still gonna you're gonna have the self driving car. We, they can basically veto him and override him, and so it feels as though, um, although uh, although it does seem as though the, that he does have the trust of uh, of the two founders, absolutely. That the there's a difference between having actual absolute power and having absolute power pursuant to the the approval of these two guys. Uh, so he does not have the absolute power. So that's I think that's why I, I don't think that Steve Kovach was wrong in calling this the in many in in by at least one perspective the worst job in Silicon Valley. I mean, that, that it's I think there are worse. Uh, to be honest, there are worse jobs than being the head of one of the most important and successful. Right? Exactly. No, that. Well, see, it, it's with Facebook. It helps if you don't give a damn about the repercussions of anything you do. That's what Amazon, I mean. Amazon yeah. has that same thing. I think Google's problem is that they – I do feel as though they collectively have a conscience that they run afoul they of. They also built a lot of brand on having a conscience. True. That's why people exactly. like you and I were attracted to their product line all those years. Yes. I, I mean I'm maybe speaking for you, but at least me personally, I feel like that's that was one of the things that attracted me. Don't be evil is Google's a, Android. Three three words. Only one of them is yes, two and syllables. When I, and when I saw that next to Apple, which is just like, buy, buy, buy our stuff, <laughs> you yeah. know, for me, you know, buy this lifestyle. For me, I was like, well, I'd rather be over here with the, you know, the outcasts kind yeah. of thing. But um, I listen, this is a good this is fine. We knew this was going to happen. This yeah. is it's not going to exponentially change anything at Google. Uh if anything, it might actually maybe bring some congruency to what is going on in Alphabet. And maybe we're, you know, speaking speaking as an armchair analyst of somebody who's been watching this company for a long time, maybe Sundar Pichai will kind of help help Alphabet steer its funding in a way that makes sense so that everything kind of plays off of each other, if that makes sense. So like Google's the core product and then everything from there is like, well, this is the arm that deals with like this little part of Google. And so this is where it's going to really take this technology kind of thing. I could see that being a positive move. And, And on top of everything else, there's something about an inflection point 
that mm-hmm. kind of inspires people to be more open to change than they might otherwise. Uh, like if you, we've moved to a brand new office, let's think about whether we really just want to have like one big coffee station per floor or whether it's okay to have lots of little coffee stations across everywhere. And it's, and I, I, that, that sounds like, it sounds like I'm, you know, just trying to make a joke there, but it really is a time where, well, if you're, if you really are boxing everything up and moving to a new location anyway, it really does put you in the mind of there is, we are, we are, uh, there are traditions that we have no actual emotional attachment to, and we are no longer going to be uh, affected by inertia that way. So if one of the first thing that, uh, uh, that he decides to do is do a little bit of house cleaning and say that we are <laughs> saving face and saying, boy, that the, our project loon was such a great success. We are open sourcing the entire, Higher platform and making all of our patents free so that anybody who wants to take this off our hands and do something with it so that we no longer have to keep shoveling truck after truck after truck of money into this project that sees absolutely no signs of ever making us dollar number one. You're welcome. That's that's so whereas before it'd be like gosh why is why is this guy suddenly like doing all this uh, reorganization? It's like well because again there's it's a new this is a there see there was an inflection point in December and you know if there if there's like some magnets that you really like that you had on the side of your desk maybe take them with you when you leave for December vacation not that you're going to be fired or anything but maybe they will have a new edict against having funny magnets on your desk that's all i'm saying it's yeah. going to be it might be a new google when you come back to work that's all <laughs> uh again as we say to a lot of these new stories, we'll just have to take a wait-and-see approach. <laughs> yes. I know. It's like, come on, Flo, the tropiest way to end something. But we ha- we do have to move on because we have more, more news to talk about inside Google. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, but did you know it can take your TV watching to the next level by unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? That means you can use ExpressVPN to binge on Doctor Who or Star Trek on the UK Netflix. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app and change your location to the UK, then refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address so you can control where you want sites to think you're located. And you can choose from almost 100 different countries. Just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. So if you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, whatever you want. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, which you want when you're watching shows. No buffering, no lag, and you can stream in HD. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want wherever you want. 
Now, here's a place where it says personal experience required. And because this is a tech product, I I want to make sure that I, I switch to my editorial voice as opposed to my uh, reading ad copy voice whenever I do stuff like that. So pardon me if this is uh, <laughs> if this is not a not a really uh, uh, gentle transition. Uh, and yeah, uh, as uh, if you've been following uh, the Material Podcast, uh, I did. Uh, I don't I don't use uh, a free account. I don't even use the discounted account that uh, you can get uh, from this offer that we're about to give you. Uh, I pay full price for ExpressVPN. Because uh, when they became a sponsor, as it happened, I needed to uh, I needed a new VPN service. Decided to give them a try, and I'm still paying full price every single month for them. Again, just to make sure that I can talk about them without people thinking that oh well he talks nicely because they're advertisers and stuff like that. Believe me, there are ways around that. When it says when an ad says personal experience, uh, it doesn't. The, the advertisers are not saying please lie <laughs> and say things you don't believe on our behalf. Uh, but yeah, it's working out great. I love it. Uh, it's uh, as a VPN service. Uh, what you want is for it to not intrude in any way on your experience. You want to notice nothing, absolutely nothing, uh, including uh, charges on your credit cards and breaches of your data security. Uh, and also, as the ad copy indicated, kind of farcical comments that you're paying for Netflix, but we're going to we've decided that you don't want to watch this sort of content so we're not going to let you see it. Uh so yeah, that's <laughs> that's another nice thing you can do with VPN services. Uh I like it a lot because uh, again, uh it's it gets out of the way. It warns me when it's when I've lost my uh, internet connection and it's and it's reconnected. It will reconnect automatically. If it can't reconnect, it will tell me, "Oh, by the way, you you don't have you don't have uh, VPN service right now. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have to turn that on manually." The number of times with my previous uh, VPN, I've been going la 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 and not knowing that. Oh, by the way, uh, it it disconnected from VPN about an hour ago. You've been using this Starbucks free Wi-Fi totally in the open uh, ever since then. It really is like that dream where you're naked in high school <laughs> back at it's, you're, you're, you're 14 years old again and again and you're nude and it's people don't seem to be noticing, but you certainly notice and you wish you were dead. And that's but it's the modern version of that. Only you're not nude at all. I'm sorry I introduced the word nude into this uh, into this conversation. I'm sure that ExpressVPN is very, very thrilled uh, that I also introduced the word nude into this conversation. The point is that VPN service is something that's very, very basic that can be used for a bunch of different things. I use ExpressVPN. Uh, I like it. I recommend it to people after, of course, mentioning that uh, they, are, they are an advertiser, uh, but I, I'm very, very happy spending full dollar for them. You don't have to, but but uh, I feel as though I do have to. But again, I would not be spending extra money on a service that doesn't work for me, that I don't actually like, et cetera, et cetera. So now let's go back to the prepared ad copy. If you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash material, you'll get three extra months free with a one-year package. Support this show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash material. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of material and all of Relay FM. Before we dive into our main story of this act, a quick little update on a new piece that we talked about last week. The four employees who were fired by Google 
in the last week, have filed unfair labor practice charges against the company with the National Labor Relations Board here in the U.S. Uh, So these were the four employees who say that they were fired for promoting worker organization, while Google says they were fired for violating company policies regarding access to employee data. In a Medium post, uh, the four outlined their case that they were fired for being labor organizers, which is a federally protected activity in the United States of America. A little quote from it, even if, as you read this, our coworkers are organizing with a renewed passion. More are joining in these efforts every single day as the company shows its true face. Our coworkers have heard Google's excuses and they aren't buying it. Meanwhile, we too will continue the fight alongside a broad coalition of those who understand the stakes of Google's power and the company's lack of accountability. As a first step, the unfair labor practice charges will be filed with the National Labor Relations Board. We look forward to hearing the NLRB's findings, which we expect will confirm that Google acted unlawfully. This is a really important little piece of news to note because this is not just happening at Google. There has been a maybe subtle to some people who aren't following this day to day, but there has been a bubbling of union efforts throughout Silicon Valley. And being that this is Google, you're probably going to see a lot more headlines associated with this. So again, another case of wait and see things will be happening. This is what we'll be uh, watching over, I guess, the holiday season. Yeah, it's 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 too bad because they they haven't even like polished off the rest of the congratulations Sundar cake in the break room, and he's got to face this. They haven't but, even cut into that, uh, cut into it yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, can't get to it right now. Put it in the freezer for me. And everyone's like, but Sundar, you can't eat cake after putting it in the freezer. And he's like, no time. Sorry, you can't you can't eat cake after putting it in the freezer. Have I been? Well, you can, but. It, I mean, it depends on the cake, Andy, first of all. Like, if you get something that's heavily fondant-ish, that is not going to freeze well. Okay, well, again, that was your mistake. You know, going, not going for the buttercream frosting I, thing. I was thinking about buttercream when I said that. I was Because like, I, I, have, I, have I have done that thing where yes. you know, there, there, multiple times in the history of this podcast, I have bought a cake for everybody in the podcast, knowing full well that, of course, the medium forbids any of you from actually – accepting my sharing of this cake and therefore i would have i would get to have this really big beautiful buttercream frosting two-layer chocolate or vanilla cake in the house and i've put in the i I slice it up and i put in the freezer individually wrapped and i don't even defrost the individual slices because they're just beautiful and cold and they have integrity and for the next like month and a half i'm saying you should with dear listeners you should go and buy a grocery cake or you especially like go go to the store like right now well it's maybe too late right now but after a major holiday like you can pick up a super bowl cake the day after for like half price <laughs> and no it doesn't a matter that it's a, that it's a football <laughs> i mean I was, it's a brown cake with yes. white stripes <laughs> anyway it's uh, Still good no, advice. but I yeah, I'm thinking fondant when I said that, okay? But maybe Google knows better than to buy fondant cakes for its employees. Uh, okay, so on to our actual the piece for this act. <laughs> 60 Minutes reports that Google and YouTube pulled more than 300 of President Trump's video political ads for violating company policy. <laughs> And you're all wondering, oh my God, Flo and Andy, what are you taking us into? Listen, uh, YouTube is a small em- number. It's <laughs> not, seems, and it also seems like a yeah. YouTube has been embroiled in a. I don't want to say controversy. 
it's been the center stage for a lot of discussion over how the internet should be regulated in regards to like political ads. And this has been going on for years. And so this is a big story just in that like nut graph of narrative. Like this is, you know, this is what's happening. Uh, For those who don't know what a nut graph is, it's a journalism thing. Google it. Uh, Okay. So ads were pulled over the course of the summer. This last summer that we just left, CBS made the discovery by examining YouTube transparency reports, which I guess, thank goodness those exist. Uh, The transparency doesn't specify the ads which were banned or the reasons, but they do provide enough data to conclude that they were online long enough to reach their target audiences before they were yanked. So the revelation came in a Leslie Stahl interview with YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki. It's an interesting interview. It also got into the subtlety of deciding that a YouTube video violates policy. So a video that encourages people not to hire non-white people would be banned, but a video that claims that non-whites are inferior wouldn't necessarily be in violation. That's yeah, and the and the 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 different the distinction they were making is that there's a there's a call to action in the first. There is no call to this is and whereas the second is simply a statement of opinion. But again, okay. this is why. Yeah, this is this is this is why a shaking this of the head and a how we train algorithms. We agree that <laughs> we shouldn't be saying that non-white people are weird, and maybe we don't want to be working for a company that lets that says so uh the other little subtle piece of of uh decidement that i'm making up words today (laughs) which is the youtube workers who screen these videos for violations uh are beginning to become oh god this is like the worst part are beginning to become indoctrinated themselves due to prolonged exposure to conspiracy videos uh i just want to note that you don't need to look at YouTube workers to see this. You just need to look at the people in your life who I'm saying <laughs> yep. it, who use YouTube as a means f- to get their content. Per- I do not. Perha- perhaps you met yeah. some of these during your American Thanksgiving holiday last week. They exactly. <laughs> uh, they are the people that you should be worried about. People who typically just kind of get their information. I'm totally, totally bundling people into a category and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of it's been part of the course in my experience. Um, so Leslie Stahl. So here's the exchange. Leslie Stahl says, I also heard that these monitors, reviewers, sometimes they're beginning to buy the conspiracy theories to which Susan Wojcicki replied. I've definitely heard about that. And we work really hard with all of our reviewers to make sure that, you know, we're providing the right services for them. I guess the view the service for the viewer is to instill their bias or yeah what? see uh, that's my again, response what my my follow-up to 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 her response would be okay you've definitely heard about that now did you hear about that because you're on the same reddit subgroups that the rest of us are visiting or because you when you walk through the employee parking lot you seem to see a lot of swastikas and fists on the bumper stickers on a lot of the cars because there's a difference between if you've heard about that versus being told internally that this is a big problem that is that is causing your employees to suffer or at least or at the very minimum giving you a very first hand uh, example of how damaging this the mere presence of this stuff can be for people who even are just forced to watch it 
uh, uh, despite their mm-hmm. uh, non-desire to watch this stuff, that it just simply gets into I your I just brain. wanted to watch a makeup tutorial. Why am I watching this stuff? Like, I just wanted to know how to blend my eyeshadow, for God's sake. Why is this on here? This is how Facebook made me feel in the end days, by the way, in my end days with Facebook, was I would go on there and the feed would just be garbage, garbage, garbage. And I, and a lot of it, a lot of that garbage, uh, sorry to the people that I had on Facebook, but a lot of it would just be this, these terrible memes. And even if I agreed with them politically, like in, in some substance, like they were just, I, like, I don't want to know this. Like, I just came on yeah. here to find out, like, if your kid started walking today. Yeah. Like, exactly. I didn't I didn't want to know, like, where you stand on this politically. This is, like, way too much. So that's why I left. And I kind of – this is why I stopped tuning into those makeup videos on YouTube. I actually now get my makeup videos from Snapchat because they're curated. No, seriously. Yep. Nope. Snapchat has now become, like, a little TV portal kind of thing. You can go, like <laughs> – you can watch a recap of the Kardashians every week just so you can like, <laughs> you know, know the pop culture of what was on TV that week, I guess. Or you can go, you know, watch somebody blend their eyeshadow. And so I decided I would rather endure that instead of go to YouTube and be bombarded by an algorithm that is just seeded with terrible things. Yeah. Um, <sighs> So yeah, I did. I did. They, <laughs> CBS does have the whole YouTube video, the whole video up on, of course, YouTube, uh, and I do recommend people watch it. It's it's interesting to it's it's interesting when when you rarely when you have these senior executives in a position where they know they're going to be asked serious questions. They have definitely prepared ten weeks from ten ten ways from Sunday. And when so therefore anything that they say seems to have greater significance than if you just simply caught somebody going leaving at, at, at a at a media event and you overheard them speaking or you asked them a question you caught them off guard because if there's if she's saying in these incredibly controlled conditions in which she is thinking and rethinking everything that's going about she's about to say before she says it that yeah i've heard about youtube workers being indoctrinated by conspiracy videos simply by virtue of the fact they have to watch them all day long that you would hope that that has a pretty profound effect on uh, on what on their understanding of their own power to spin the needle of crazy that is happening in this world. Heavy sigh. <laughs> Let out that heavy sigh. Yes. Um, well, we've informed you. So I think now I feel like this is a good time to take a little break so that I can, I can continue to breathe through my feelings. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, everyone. Usually, usually we have like more entertaining and like lighter fare sprinkled throughout. This was not a week which there was a lot of lighter fare. It's, I mean, <laughs> and I and we, I didn't help yeah. I didn't help matters by saying, "Hey, wow, I really love this new like Mac speaker that I got." But then let me go spend for ten minutes about how much I hate Chromecast and how it stinks and doesn't work and frustrates me. So I'm sorry. I, I'm. I have not been breathing in red, breathing out blue, or I might be have that in reverse yogic speaking. I've never actually taken a yoga class. I uh, steal yoga classes by looking down uh, from my office window into the yoga studio, uh, the front foyer of which is uh, is visible, and trying to hear when they are tinkling bells to see, oh, is that supposed to? So 
don't don't go by me for yoga. I'm yoga adjacent as a personality, but I'm not really yoga in Fuente. If you, if you ever want to practice yoga, Andy, you know I haven't been practicing for nine years. <laughs> Just a little tidbit. Uh, let's jump into an ad. Okay. This episode of Material is brought to you by Hrefs. Whether you work for a big brand, run your own small business, or do freelance work, getting traffic to your website is always a challenge. There's just so much competition out there. Ahrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. You can delve into how your competitors are getting traffic and why. You can see the pages and content that send them the most traffic, and you can get estimated search volumes with their Keywords Explorer tool, so you can see how well a piece of content is likely to perform before you write it. And if you're getting search traffic, you can use features like their Top Pages report to discover which pages are bringing in the most traffic, then figure out how to replicate this success. It's a seriously clever way to debunk the mystery around SEO. Go to hrefs.com right now. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. Sign up for their seven-day trial for just seven bucks. Get reports on your website, see what's performing well, and figure out your next move. Whether you have a personal website you want to get a following on, or your company needs more traffic to convert into sales, go there now. hrefs.com. Get that $7 trial. Our thanks to Hrefs for their support of material and all of Relay FM. Okay, this is lighter news because remember actually, we actually, like before, to before yes. we get into that. Let's answer the question on, on this yoga thing. Yes. What kind of pants am I expected to wear? Because anything this is, that's comfortable. So sweats. You can wear sweats. My husband wears shorts. He okay. wears uh, like basketball shorts. Because because this place across the street does have like introductory. Hey, how about four lessons for thirty bucks over the course of a month? I've been kind of wanting to do it, but. I swear to God, that has been like, but what do I, I know I should, I, I know it's not like nude sweat yoga or whatever they call this, but I know mm-hmm. I have to wear something, but if I, well, I look stupid if I'm just wearing slacks, do I have to like buy special pants? And if I'm buying special pants anyway, do they have to be special stretchy yoga pants or can I just use the Mumford Phys Ed Department 1983 drawstring champion things? So you absolutely can. And you know what? I would I would say, um, because I've been practicing for nearly a decade, that the right kind of yoga, yoga studio is the place that does not judge you for wearing what you want to wear to yoga because okay. um, studios have become mass commercialized. You see a lot of uh, people wearing just like – head to toe, like pro yoga gear, you don't, you don't need all that stuff to practice yoga and a good place. So you want to see if this place across the street is, is welcoming enough to like want to invest in you and like teach you because, because having you come through the door maybe won't net them as many profits as like the, person you know what i mean like they want to go after the people who are like i need to lose my baby weight which by the way you don't need to lose any weight that's not what yoga is about but anyway just just put that out there the only only thing worse than someone who says that a yoga studio that would say you know you're just kind of lumpy and unattractive and male for the studio maybe you'd rather just stretch your hamstrings out by the dock that way the only thing worse than that would be like class 
I want you to look at this man. He is an inspiration to us all. Now, oh clearly God. he's sedentary, yes. doesn't yes. care yeah. about physical activity, looks like hell, but he is he self-conscious about it? Yes, I kind of am a little now. <laughs> no, he's out there. And although he's absolutely going to be pathetic for at least the first three or four or five months, he's going to be out there like, no, no. one. See, no, this is I'm... what bothers me about yoga. It's <laughs> yeah. not about that. It's about going internal. Yeah, exactly. And it's about opening your head. Like a lot of these – I look, I know this is not a yoga podcast, but I want to put this out there because there's a lot of yoga in this world. It's been heavily capitalized and commercialized right. and – I have really been struggling with it myself just because of the way that people have been taught to think about yoga. Because I'm telling you, Andy, like a child's pose, just so you can like sit and allow your hips to kind of open up, that can do wonders and not only for relieving stress, but also just for like making it more comfortable when you sit down in your chair. And I'm saying this to myself because I haven't been, I've been so stressed out. I have. (laughs) I've been so stressed out. I haven't been able to just sit down and <laughs> relieve that stress. So anyway, that's my that's my tip to everyone out there. That's when you think about It'll it. be on my to do list, perhaps for twenty, for, perhaps for twenty twenty. And maybe I'll, you know, I can I can help uh, collect some resources for you of people of online people who are very welcoming, uh, because I've been more attracted to those people versus the like. Let's get upside down. <laughs> The last time I went upside down, I ended up at a Russian doctor who told me, stop standing on your head. (laughs) The last time I went upside down is when I misjudged the uh, amount of road salts on, I think, exit 12 on I-95. But again, that's why I have old cars anyway, because you you just Uh. keep rocking it until it's back on its wheels again. It'll buff out. Uh, I hope everybody loves this podcast because we're just going all over the place today. Okay, back to back to Google. So, you know, every year at the end of the year, the Google Play folks, they put together basically a best of list. So, you know, it this is that time of year. We're kind of going through and seeing like what was I'm pretty sure in like the next week you'll see your best of 2019 playlist kind of on like Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Right. So the Play Store Best of 2019, it was voted by users. <laughs> Andy. So okay, Andy wrote okay, in the doc. There was an editorial comment, <laughs> I admit. So, you will understand why I said the winners were super boring as a result. All right, and he said it. <laughs> all right. So he <laughs> the the people voted. This is the People's Choice Awards, but for the Play Store. The best app was the glitch video editor. Um, which makes videos look like VHS. Excuse me, Andy. I use this app, and let me tell you. Th- okay, I'm gonna make you sad. Just want you to know. Warning. I'm there. I'm there already. So go ahead. Okay. Whenever I post a video of my cat when she was alive to Instagram, I put it in that VHS like mode because I want it to look like you know an old home movie and like so people know kind of instinctively know it's a memory without like me right. putting like a date on it. <laughs> so, I just want you to know. So, okay. let's no, try to try to be creative in our social sharing. That's okay? that's that's fine. I'm just all uh, my the nature of my disappointment is that I've seen a lot of like glitchy like video filters sort of things. I don't I didn't feel like a style. 2019 sort of thing. It's in that's style. All. Well, I would argue that 2019 was the year it really 
Because I just see people now like doing video with like the faux uh, date at the bottom and, you know, like the V, you know, when it was on the VHS, like Boy, it, when, it's, when, it's when, Gen Z. When people are, when people are nostalgic for uh, George Bush's one term oh and Bill Clinton's first term, you know how screwed we all are. Like, when, why couldn't we be in the era when we first got involved in a, got knee deep in a, in a war we would then be, be, be neck deep in? And gosh, why don't we? <sighs> it's like, uh, I'm there, right there with you. Uh, best game, Call of Duty. Not not really an independent game. There's a lot of indie games in the Play Store, but I will say, Andy, to the Call of Duty note. Um, and I actually made this comment last night on All About Android. I actually know like a lot of people who are really into the high performing phones, like the One Pluses and you know the the high RAM smartphones, that they love to actually play these kind of games because it really like it's such a cool futuristic. Uh, I mean, it, we never yeah. re- we never thought that we'd be able to have this kind of graphics and this kind of gameplay on like a thing this this size. I'm holding up a True. you know smartphone size, but also Call of Duty is a franchise that's been around like it's like Civilization or you know the Elder Scrolls. Like it's just it's well yeah, known it's so, throughout generations it's got, now. It's, it, it, there there aren't people popping corks saying, "Oh, thank God we're getting this little marketing bump by being." <laughs> I <laughs> being the when on the best no, of twenty nineteen. They're standing list. there and they're like, eh, throw it in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cake budget. Um best mobile app, which is an app I had never heard of Me until yeah. I saw this list. Ablo, which when I first looked at it, I read it as Allo, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> So no, it is not yet another uh, spawned and rejected uh, Google messaging app. So it's this, it's sort of a it's the the concept is interesting. It's like an international social media app that if you can if you can imagine uh, twenty nineteen affying the idea of an international pen pal where they will like hook you up, and I mean the old way of like actually connecting you to not like you know dating and you know getting all bumpy grindy with. But another person from across the world, and the app will handle translation between your language and that other person's language, and therefore you have conversations with people that from very very disparate uh, 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 parts of the parts mm-hmm. of the world. Which again, which which is nice, but it didn't. You look at the app, and it just looks like a very conventional app. But although I will, I will give him credit for like it not being and best mobile app ever. Note it's like, oh, isn't that. Uh, I was going to make a 90 day fiance reference and say, I imagine Ablo will be the plot line to next season. I met, I met my fiance on Ablo and now I'm flying to Brazil. Like, um, there was a couple once that they met through a karaoke app and then they got married. So that was interesting. Uh, and then best mobile game. Call of Duty Mobile. <laughs> yeah. See this again. Hence my, you know, this is this is why Original. we don't let people vote on things because <laughs> we're there are also there are the categories for like best movie. It's like oh wow, Avengers Endgame, and it's it's and uh, I'm this isn't this isn't a slap against Avengers Endgame. It's just that when it, when it's the movie that the most people have actually seen, it's like oh so in addition to the 
$2.17 bajillion that it made, it gets this totally nominal sort of thing. Whereas I kind of like it when you've had like a, uh, I kind of like it when the, the Oscars or the Emmys or something, there is a show that by its very nature couldn't make, there's a movie that by its nature couldn't make $1.5 billion, but boy, did the people who saw it really, really like it. And maybe we can use this platform to get more people to, uh, to hear about this show or this documentary or this movie and let's have a discussion more th- that goes beyond how much money did this thing make internationally and i was and i was about to use the example of like in, instead of in, instead of uh the avengers <laughs> avengers endgame how about joker oh like the joker movie also made 1. something billion dollars but still but that's what but that's the sort of thing i'm talking about where it's like yeah i just so i'm 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 saying that i sometimes wonder like what the point of these like best of lists are apple did the exact same thing uh announcing that they like the best-selling album of the year is their their award-winning album of the year and we're going to give you this this commemorative plaque in the form of like a silicon wafer (laughs) rejected from intel or whatever's production line and that disappointed me too because it's like at least i mean apple you are legitimately really great designers so rather than give us like a framed thing that I can buy on eBay for like like eighteen dollars, like design a statue, design a statuette, something as cool as an Oscar, as cool like as an Emmy statuette, or as a uh, as as a uh, uh, it's it's it was an opportunity lost, and and of course the the press release is all half of it was all about how the manufacturing techniques involved in making the award. And I'm like, I really don't care how many microns the tolerance was on the kerf between the edge of the frame. Just, I know you're real proud of it and gosh, you really should be, but I can't really measure my level of interest in your manufacturing techniques on this phony baloney award. I will say I was excited that the third top selling book was the, I found out later the eighth book in the expanse book series um, the Expanse is a space show that's coming back to Amazon Prime actually next week. No, two weeks. Wait, no, next Friday. I have it on our calendar and I'm super excited because it's just it's fantastic. Um, I actually think it's better than Battlestar Galactica, but <laughs> that was nice to see on there. But of course, the number one selling ebook was The Mister by E.L. James, a.k.a. the author of the Fifty Shades of Grey series, which just leads. It's just I America, we need to talk about this. Like, <laughs> ladies, we need to talk about what's happening in our lives. <laughs> this is this podcast is going to take a turn. It's mm. like. It's, it really it really is like with you, you I just want to everyone a, to be liberated. Ex- exactly. It's <laughs> it just it's like the, even but not this way. <laughs> and and we're and and we're not even like saying you should not be interested in smutty books. But, no, you absolutely uh, we, should. Exactly. But... <laughs> we, 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 we wish to like lead you by the hand to <laughs> a reviewer that can point you to some really good, well, well-written, well-regarded slutty books. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, stuff with like, uh, without binary gender roles and all this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it's, that's why these lists are interesting. I also, the other thing that I had noted was that the top two top sell- selling audiobooks have the F word in them. <laughs> um, 
the subtle art of not giving a and un yourself get out of your head and into your life, which is another thing that makes me want to talk to people and be like, what is going on in our society? Like that we are trying to talk. Uh, I mean, this, if anything, this list is just indicative of what is happening in society. And I guess the Android Google using society. So this is, this is how you should see this. It's, um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was still a top five. So again, go JK Rowling. There you go. She's rolling in that dough. It just keeps coming in. You know what? That's fine. And Stephen King too. Yeah. So that's your, your, your kind of, it, it kind of <laughs> makes me happy that JK Rowling is like still a best selling author based on something that she wrote long ago that is yep. still super, super popular. Uh, it, it does, it does make me happy. It's, a, yeah. It's yeah. That's a good series to keep up there, okay? Not not this E.L. James you know, bad you know, smut. You, we're real you know what we're really close to? We're really close to that tipping point where the kids who grew up reading uh reading the Harry Potter books are gonna start having kids of their own. Oh, and yeah. like rebuying the entire series, like I bet you that's why it's up there. That, I yeah. bet you it's it's yeah. because it, yeah, it's because that's, of the that's when it, that's yeah. when it becomes like okay, there is no way that this is going to stop making yeah. twenty eight million dollars a year forever because once Star Wars, I think Star Wars was very similar that there was certainly I, I will speak for myself and say that the as soon as I had my when my uh, my goddaughter was born. She received a box of like onesies and little hats and little things like that, and also the entire like three VHS cassette set of Star Wars the episodes. At least, four, you, five, at and least six. you got the VH, VHS set because now all I got is the digital, whatever. Actually, you know what? I'll just use Disney Plus. There you go. Uh, that's how I was like, here's my Disney Plus password. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, okay, that about, I feel like that about settles it for this week. I feel like that was a good macaroon that we gave everyone. I feel cleansed. You know? Yeah. I think I think that was good. Uh thank you everyone for tuning in this week. I Andy, um, this is our first full week back. This is our first full week for our editors. Let's put it that way. <laughs> what have you got going on this week? Um, I'm going to be on my uh, usually weekly uh, NPR in Boston about technology is going to be on Thursday this week. Uh, and about one twenty in the afternoon on WGBH in Boston, you can stream it live or later on at WGBHnews.org. You're gonna see, you're gonna hear me with twenty four hours of extra thought on <laughs> on the power handoff at Google and a couple other. I'm just I'm just I'm just very 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 uh, grateful to Larry and Sergey because like I I also do like the 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 story docket for like that half hour. Uh, and so I had I pretty much layer, I pretty much narrowed it down to the four that I'm I'm gonna like write up, and one of them was going to involve me reading about two hundred and some odd pages of PDFs about research and legal findings. And guess which one I decided to boot because we needed to make room for this new story. Not because I, I, I will we can get to it next week. It will it will wait an entire week. But I am glad that I can just. Have a soda, have a fresca tonight. <laughs> During the three or four hours I was going to be spending trying to understand how to explain something that I barely understand in lowercase only. I miss fresca. They don't, it's very hard to find on the West Coast now. Um, thank you, Andy, so much for putting the doc as you, together every week as you do and for being here with me. 
and doing this podcast together. Yes, back at oh, you. It was a highlight. Oh, it was a highlight of my Wednesdays. I, I um, hope the people listening Thursdays. enjoy it, but I certainly enjoy it. Myself. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this is for myself. me and Andy. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, as for me, I am just finishing up deadlines this week. Um getting back into the groove of things. I'm editing my next podcast episode for honestlytechpod.com. That took me a a darn long time just because of my whole life was an upheaval, but it's good. It's good finding a groove. It's just unfortunate that I'm finding it as we're entering the holiday vacation time. (laughs) So also, also known as you have, you have 12 editors that you work with over the course of the year and at least six of them are going to have things that said, you know, it would be great if we could get this done before the end of the year so that, you know, when we when we leave for a couple of weeks that we won't have to face it when we come back. Like, I would much rather face it when we come back than have to face it and 18 other things in the next eight days. Mm-hmm. But okay. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's where that's where we're at. Uh, hey, by the way, you know what? Because this is a holiday shopping season, if you've been thinking about buying a Relay FM membership for a family member, or maybe you want to buy one for yourself and then print out the receipt and put it in your own stocking stuffer, then when you wake up on Christmas morning, you'll open that piece of paper and go, oh, that's right. I'm supporting my favorite podcasts. Ah, you can go do that Relay.fm slash material for us. And Relay FM, if you think about it, it's like an advent calendar with like yes. 500 days, uh, 500 little like doors to open like every mm-hmm. single year with each episode that drops into your podcast catcher. Yep. And there are so many podcasts. Please go check out our lovely and wonderful pod family. Uh, and I'm just uh, – thank you to Jim for editing us every week. including the little bits in the beginning where it's just me rambling to Andy about God knows what. (laughs) Bless you, Jim. That is it from us this week. Uh, Andy, I think this is a time where we bid everyone adieu. Yes. Thank you very much for listening this week. We hope you listen again next week. Until then, everybody have a fantastic seven days. Bye. Bye. 